0: Hey guys, happy Tuesday! I am back from spring break. I had that experience last week on spring break. Mm-hmm. Not our spring break. We're adults. We don't have that. But my son <laughs> has spring wish break. We did and so we took a family trip. And I specifically yeah. want to define trip versus vacation. <laughs> now you can have a trip that's a vacation. <laughs> you can also have a family trip, and that is you went somewhere that you do not live. Fun might have been had. <laughs> but no. it also just might have been stressful. Oh, we, no. we were away. I'm back now. It's all right. we got lots to do. Is it it's less good. stressful here? Like <laughs> a <laughs> kinda kinda. <laughs> it was a beautiful place to be a little on edge. But anyway, mm-hmm. yeah, so that happened. Awesome. But there's something else happened today though. Yeah. Cuz I come back here cuz of course it was we we went somewhere beachy and it was hot and wonderful and it snowed here while I was gone.
1: Yeah, it it blizzarded. Yeah. I went away for the weekend, drove back in a blizzard. The plane landed in a blizzard. See,
0: that I like. That I like that that happened. It was miserable. That felt like it was worth being away. But I got back and I thought, you know what? I haven't driven in forever. (laughs) I literally haven't driven it since November. The Lotus has been sitting on a trickle charger, actually in a neighbor's garage. Is the long story. Because I've been driving the Z in the 86. Yeah. Yeah. And I thought, I haven't driven the Lotus in forever. And part of the reason I haven't, actually the main reason I haven't, is because... After our track day for Utah meetup and a couple other things, the tires were
1: bald,
0: so I had to wait. <laughs> you
1: still haven't changed them, I had, right? They're getting changed this week. Okay, I go. had
0: to, I had to wait on new tires coming, which was a three month wait because those are weird sizes. Right. So they finally showed up, and then of course that was in the middle of the winter. So now it's actually warm enough to drive the car. So I thought, okay, it needs to run before I take it in for tires. I need, I don't want to drive it to the because the tire shop's like down the block. Right. Right. So I, so I drove it over here today. It's cool, man. It's so cool. I just so I, glad you I, love no. it. It's like returning to an old lover to discover they're better than you remembered. I'm sorry, but that's Ooh. the best I can do on it because it was just. I'm driving that car, and of it course, it's loud, and there's seepage of wind noise, and everything is different and rattly. And it, I don't care. It's so great. <laughs> it's so
1: great. That's awesome. I just
0: drove it over here. And of course, and I'm taking it easy because it's again, close to bald tires, well, which are yeah. getting changed and this week. And it's
1: warmer, but yes. it's still kind of cool out. But so. I
0: couldn't believe it. I was because because I've been having oh, that thing funny. we all do because it's been out of sight, out of mind. I've been having that thing where it's like, you know, the Lotus is worth a lot
1: now. <laughs> <laughs> Open the garage door. Hello. Should I
0: sell this car? No,
1: no. Yeah. So cool. A lot of people are having that thought. Yeah. They're re-driving as now spring is yeah, happening. Yeah. Cars are coming out of garages. People are rediscovering their cars. It was the same rediscovery I had with a Cayman when Mm. we were on track last year. Yeah. I was like, should I sell a Cayman? And then I took it on track. (laughs) I was like,
0: what a car. Oh, yeah.
1: What a car. I own Uh, this. I can't believe it. We now have an Auto Parts partnership with CarParts.com. CarParts.com is the smarter way to shop for auto parts. Their fast, mobile-friendly experience makes it easy to shop for the parts you need when you need them. Just enter the year, make, and model of your vehicle, start shopping, and start saving.
0: It's that simple. CarParts.com stocks their own inventory, cutting out the middleman, and passing the savings
1: on to you, and they're offering even more savings for our audience. Whether you've been in a collision, working on your project car, or need to catch up on maintenance, visit CarParts.com slash EverydayDriver for 10% off of $100 or more on select brands. Get the right parts right now at CarParts.com. Guys, welcome back to the discussion. We've got a pretty fun topic Tuesday for you. Yeah, we do. It comes from a question from Austin Johnson on Instagram who asked us to create our own car brand out of any cars from any lineup. What would they be and why? Mm-hmm.
0: I broke this down by types of cars. Did you? I have an elaborate, quite broad portfolio. I am excited. I'm hiring a marketing department next week. I don't know what it's called, but we have, we have work to do.
1: <laughs> Fantastic. I named my car company.
0: Oh, did you see? I didn't go. I did.
1: I went pretty far. Okay, good. I thought about it a lot. We've also got a good car car debate coming at you from Nate K. who's got a car being offered to him. But first of all, we've got to dive into this question because we did touch on this, Austin. I think you heard, but we wanted to take it a little bit further. Yeah, yeah. because it was worthy of a topic Tuesday Mm -hmm. because of how many things we could do. And I'm glad we we don't talk about this before the podcast. No, we don't. Not at all. I broke this down by platforms. Oh, okay. Austin says, Paul, you cannot choose the entire Porsche lineup. Try to somewhat be creative. (laughs) I was, I went as far as naming my car company. Okay. Where should we start? Would you
0: like to start with your company? I would love for you to start, but I want to mention one big headline real quick. Here's what I did. I just looked at the types of market segments that exist at every brand. Okay. And I Mm -hmm. went, okay, I'm going to fill all those market segments. And those are pickup trucks, CUVs and SUVs, EVs, sedans, and sports cars. I have my offerings in every every area. Okay. So I didn't name the company, but I am all over the map. I'm also surprised at how many brands I picked from to create this list. I'm everywhere. Okay, but good. But you named your company, which is a lot farther than I went.
1: Well, I decided to name my company after a Latin word because because you know, of course latin is the sure, yeah. origin for most cars and yes, that's the is. name of my company it's like origin it. but it's in latin latin for origin mm. is originus okay i did this because i wanted something that didn't sound too contrived at least it's not canoe <laughs> it's better than canoe. You didn't
0: make up a word and then change the spelling or, or, or the plague of vowels or I should say anti-vowels. That's right. What's happened in the last 10 years that if you started a company in the last well, almost five years, you have to take out all the
1: vowels. Misspell something and it's your internetty company and uh-huh. you have a cloud around it and mm-hmm. boom, you've got to start it. <laughs> Just need funding. We've gone through that. But originus is okay. the word you. for yeah. origin. So mm-hmm. it goes back to the beginning. I wanted to do simplistic thinking. Okay. So I also had all these categories lined up. But because trim levels drive me crazy even though I'm Porsche super nerd, yes you are. they are the kings of different it's trim levels insane. for everything. Yeah. Uh-huh. I wanted to whittle that down and so my company is all about the variety of platforms. Okay. Cuz it's one big skateboard, right? It's one skateboard, one Thanks. skateboard to rule them all. Thanks for coming. Here it is the car plop different bodies on it. Yep. It looks great in a design presentation, but in reality, can you buy one platform and three bodies? Do you have a hoist system that just hoists the bodies onto the top? They're made out of fabric. Perfect. (laughs) How well I know you.
0: That's exactly what you're going to do. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Well, because we talk about platforms all the time. Yeah. Yeah. There's only two variants of each vehicle. Okay. Or each category, you know, like you name the economy and, and SUVs and that kind of thing. So there's the base and the tuned version of it. Mm. So there's the base Mm. model and the like the GTS version. Sure. Okay, got it. Yeah. Transmission choices can still be for either. Okay. But here's the secret each particular platform for the vehicle size is designed to accommodate internal combustion engines or electric setups.
0: Okay. All right.
1: Because right now, as we found, platforms Mm -hmm. are designed for internal combustion engines only. You can turn it a turbo four-cylinder, a variety of different directions, <laughs> forward, sideways. You can how have it diagonally I, in the platform. How can I serve your turbo four? You can put it in the passenger seat. <laughs> it would be like that weird Wee! Audi-powered concept from the—it was the Aztec Okay. back in the 90s. Okay. But you can have this platform so it can accommodate a future electric drivetrain. Like good, good. Okay. Or it can accommodate an internal combustion engine. And to do that, that means it can't be a skateboard. Okay just by virtue of the platform beginnings alone. Now this admittedly adds cost and complexity. It's not the wisest choice from a business perspective, but I figure in corresponding with the name, going back to the beginning, it's the origin of things. It's the origin of driving. And so diving into the first level economy cars, I want you to have a front wheel drive hatch that can be either slightly off road or tuned for track use. So the base is sort of this off-road-ish kind of thing, or the track use is sure. the, yeah, the yeah. higher trim level. So think of either the Mazda 3 hatch or the Corolla hatch. Okay, yeah. Imagine two versions of the Corolla hatch. We've got the GR Corolla that was just introduced, yeah, yeah. and maybe this off-roady kind of Safari-ish version of it. The, those the, 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 the Corolla Crosstrek, gotcha. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I walked into that one. <laughs> you did, yes. But it's like the Safari version of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I it. You, you know what I mean? I so it's those yeah. two versions. Now, moving on to sports cars, I want one mid-engine rear-wheel drive car and one front-engine rear-wheel drive car for my sports cars. Like it, like it. So so those are two different platforms Mm -hmm. in the sports car and fun category, but nevertheless, I went with a Porsche Cayman or the Super or GR86, so something like that. Those are my two examples. That category takes up two platforms, but that's okay because one's mid and one's essentially front engine rear wheel drive, but because of how batteries will have to be laid out, the dynamics of both will be different guaranteed to be different driving experiences. Now for sedans, I didn't go for any pure sedans and I had to ask myself the tough question because we've talked about are sedans dead. Mm -hmm. Should they be dead? Sure. Yeah. I've decided they should be dead. Interesting. Okay. That's a stake in the ground. I was honest with myself. Okay. I didn't want to hold up sedans as the paragon of they're dead. (laughs) At my okay. company, okay. At Originus, right. here at Originus, mm-hmm. we've decided sedans are dead. All right, good to know. But the good news is, I think the continued usefulness of sedans will be only manifested in cars like the Kia Stinger or the Panamera Sport Turismo. So, so okay. wagony yeah, hatchy yeah. things. Sure. Okay, I see that. Okay? Mm-hmm. Moving on to pickup trucks, I've decided no V8s. Interesting. Okay. Right. Turbo V8s and electric. So I've chosen the Tundra. And the Tundra Electric is my two base. Mm, So regular and Baja flavors. Okay. Okay. All right, good. (laughs) Or, you know, imagine the Rivian R1T pickup with a gas motor in it. Uh, Sure. So I like that size. Hopefully between the full-size Monsters of today Mm -hmm. and the Colorado Tacoma Frontier, Mm -hmm. you know, what pickup trucks used to be. Moving on to SUVs, I've got two sizes, medium and large. The hatchback that I previously mentioned, the Safari and the hot GR Corolla kind of hatchback, that will take the place of the small SUV because that's what hatchbacks really are. They're just a small SUV. Totally, totally. Especially the the Safari version lifted. is just a lift kit on a thing that should have been a really cool hatch. This is what the Macan is. Exactly. Sorry, go on. We don't need three flavors. So just two, and I looked at the Genesis GV70 as the medium size and Mm. the Mercedes GLS as the large size. I don't want to go bigger than a GLS. That thing is already huge. If you want a Suburban, go buy a Chevy or an Expedition. (laughs) Okay. Okay, go on. And then finally, the last version of, of my originus car offering. I like it. It's good stuff. Is a supercar. It's going to be one compact supercar in the vein of a McLaren Artura or the Gordon Murray T33. Whew. Okay. So if you count them up, it's three, four, five, six, seven. Oh, it's eight. Darn it. <laughs> that's eight platforms. But... Since each platform is based on the size of class of car okay, yeah, yeah, and can be differentiated for either gas or electric for the future, those platforms, I think, will be more long-lasting rather than designing a platform. Yeah. This is for all of our front-wheel drive SUVs. Sure, sure. From golfs to atlases. <laughs> <laughs> <All> right, <laughs> well, this is where so it goes. Got it. Rather, my platform concept is... They, they can be either kinds of powertrains, which is more difficult to engineer mm, and more mm. difficult to set up. But they're already there once you do that heavy lifting first. Yeah, that yeah. you know that initial platform, but it also guarantees no skateboard platforms too. Because <laughs> on one hand, you've got to have an internal combustion engine and a gas tank in the drivetrain. Well, now where do we put the batteries on the same platform? That means they're going to be stacked up or positioned in such mm. a way that. It, isn't a skate oh, skateboard platform. You're skate free over there. Like. I'm skate free. I like it. Skateboard free. I counted wrong. I'm up to eight though. Not a good business model. It's not the smartest well, CEO yeah. move here. Mm, I hear you. But those are the cars that I'm referencing. And I like it. All
0: new. Okay. That's good stuff. Yeah, I, again, this is one thing that I do love about these is you and I do approach them so differently because I didn't I didn't think in terms of platforms. I just thought looking across. It ends up being uh, frank, frankly kind of an unintentional greatest hits discussion because I I ended up looking across what are the cars being sold brand new right now. And if I could pull them all under one brand and give them all the same badges, it'd be like, that is the lineup you should be shopping. Full stop. So oh. This is whatever you need. Lord of the Rings for car shopping. What? 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 Exactly. Bring the Fellowship. We'll give you a car. Got it. There you go. So no, but but it was just. All if, right. If, we're with
1: the Fellowship. Exactly. We're shopping.
0: If you need a car in any segment, we have the definitive one. It was kind of how my head head was.
1: Uh, is nice. like the boss at the dealership. Is his name Sauron. Exactly. And you don't want to look him. Don't in the go eye?
0: talk to <laughs> Sauron. He will not give you a deal.
1: <laughs> if you look him in the eye, he will not give you a yes. deal. Fellowship of Car Buying.
0: Anyway. Okay, so I'm going to jump in here. The other thing I thought about was thinking about just what we do on the show, budgets, okay? What you end up doing at every car manufacturer, and I'll just use BMW as an example, okay? Okay. You have the three, the five, and the seven. Those grow in capability, they Mm -hmm. grow in size, and they grow in price because you have people at all three markets,
1: the original thought was to get people in early Uh at the lower price, and then they lust for the next version, and they've made middle management, and now Uh they can afford the 5 Series.
0: So I was trying to think about what are the people shopping 25 to 30? Who are the people shopping 50 to 70? And who are the people shopping with six figures in every category? So I Mm. ended up with roughly three cars in every category. Mm. So in trucks, your base one is the Maverick. Cheap, small yeah. pickup truck truck in hybrid if you need a truck and you like trucks and you want usability and you need affordability, Maverick, done. It's really good. You need something that, okay, you're actually an off-roader. You, like, you want to do off-road. You got roughly 50 grand to spend. You get the Wrangler from my okay. brand. You just go buy a Wrangler. You just get mid-size, off-road, mid-budget, done. Okay. You got some money to spend. You like trucks. Allow me to walk you over here to the completely absurd but amazingly awesome Ram TRX. You don't need it, but you want it. Nobody
1: needs that. You thing. can
0: afford it. It is absurd. You will laugh your way out of the dealership while leaving black streaks of rubber. Buy yourself a <laughs> Ram TRX here at our dealership. Those were trucks. <laughs> okay. Okay. <laughs> I like that you started with
1: trucks.
0: Yes, for sure. <laughs> That's awesome. In the SUV, SUV category. We're not offering 400 SUVs at our at our company. We're not doing that. They also are not going to all come in silver and gray. There will be colors available. Is silver okay? and gray banned at your
1: car uh, company? Full-on silver, yes. Because white is banned at my car white company. White and silver are fully banned. Okay. You can, get
0: a, you can get a nice charcoal gray. I understand you want to get a gray. That's fine. But no, we're not doing white and silver. We don't do that. We actually paint cars colors. Yeah. Anyway. Over,
1: us over here at Originus, we paint cars colors. We do They're not I like sell it. you white. If you want a white it. car, we here at Originus are not the people for you, you. You will get it wrapped in white, which no one's ever done. <laughs>
0: exactly. Yeah. So anyway, so for, SUV- <laughs> for SUVs and CUVs. Go see Sauron. He will sell you a white
1: car. Exactly.
0: You will come out not wanting a white car if you talk to Sauron. <laughs> exactly. It, he'll fix you. Anyway, don't stare into that eye. Moving on. Awesome. So we're going to offer SUVs and CUVs. We know they're popular, mm-hmm. but we're just offering a flavor of each of these ideas. There's a five-seat like okay. a genuine, usable five-seat size okay. in lower-priced and high-priced. And there is a seven-seat, genuine seven-seat family hauling in low-price and high-price. I mean, that's, that's all we're doing. Four total. It's just- We've got sure. a Mazda CX-5 for your affordable five-seat CUV. Okay. It's a solid, excellent five-seat CUV. You can make it kind of luxurious, but it's five-seater. Yeah. yeah. It's not trying to do anything crazy. Your upper-level five-seater, you have a little bit of money to spend. Cayenne. Not okay. a big, not the equivalent of like a turbo. Something that would be like an $80,000, 90000 Cayenne. So decently powerful. <laughs> Keep the price down. Exactly. Decently powerful, <laughs> nice leather, okay. has some off-road capability. There's your five-seat CUVs that we offer here at this dealership. Okay. For the seven-seaters, your lower grade is the Kia Telluride. That's a really yeah. solid, roughly 35 dollars $40,000, if somebody charges you a lot on markup. Mid-grade seven-seater. Can't go wrong. You want to blow it out? You want your big house on wheels? Your big luxurious? Tow, tow your house down the street? Seven seater? We sell you an Escalade. Sure, right. Hundred thousand dollars. Get yourself an Escalade. That gets it done. Body on frame. Tons of power. Tons of space. Escalade and scene. Okay. That's CUV SUVs. We're not doing anymore. We're not making like the 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 mid. Well, the five seater with the seven seat. We're not doing any of that. Right. We're not doing the five seater that really should just be a hatchback. We're not doing that either.
1: And yeah, don't just extend the back area and put two more seats in. The wheelbase is the same, and now it's ungainly and looks ugly. The,
0: are you are you maybe referencing something at the, the New York Auto egg. Show? The long egg. Are you referencing the New York Auto Show? Uh, what they oh, did with the with the uh, oh god the Wagoneer?
1: Yeah, the Wagoneer.
0: You know what that needed was a longer back end.
1: They needed to compete with Suburbans and Expeditions because they don't have any flavors. Anyway, EVs.
0: We do sell three EVs, all at the price points we've talked about. Okay, we sell a base EV that is the Chevy Bolt. Okay. Just go get yourself a Chevy Bolt. You need something a little more spacious. This kind of crosses over into other categories, I realize. But you want something a little more spacious, a little bit more, we sell you a Mustang Mach-E. You get a okay. nice $60,000 yeah, yeah, yeah. loaded out Mustang, Mustang Mach-E. But if you want to throw down in the EV space, you know, I know it's a couple of these cars that are on my list, we haven't driven, but we know they're good. A Leaf? No. Oh the, No, the Leaf would be the disposable EV. Moving on. Lucid Air. You want to spend $100,000, you want to get an electric car from our our Brand, you're going to get a Lucid Air. Okay, that's uh, those started about eighty. Now, granted, the way you want it is around hundred thousand dollars, but that's yeah. Lucid yeah. Air sedans. Now we're getting into stuff I'm really liking. We have three sedans, one <laughs> at each price I point. Can't get the stuff you don't like out of the way I first. Mean, this is stuff that every brand sells, <laughs> but true, I get it. We got to have that. to make money in get sedans. It. We'd really, really like to sell you a Honda Civic, ideally the Si. Come get a new Honda Civic SI as a base, cheap, four-door family sedan and drive away happy. The guy that drove away in the TRX from our lot, you're just as happy leaving in the Civic SI. Like it.
1: Okay. That's All your right.
0: base sedan. Right. Mid-grade grade sedan, you want to have some fun? Let's get you in our Alpha Julia lineup. Hmm. We're going to sell you the Alpha Julia. but you've got money to throw down. That's where the CT5 Blackwing comes in. We got sedans covered over here. Interesting. You can get it in automatic or manual.
1: Okay, our, our,
0: our dealership you can get the ct5 <laughs> blackwing without markup you just come get a ct5 blackwing and be happy
1: does sauron know that you're not marking anything up we,
0: we're trying not to tell him Okay, make sure he doesn't look your direction he's and then going be to fine. get angry when he, he will finds get out very angry he will send many many people anyway so last but not least the sports cars yes cheap sports car you want a cheap sports car it's the gr86 pretty much just come get a gr86 because yeah. it's it's still got the do-it-all factor about it but you're going to get that. You want to spend roughly 50 grand, I wish 50-60 grand for a front en- front engine rear wheel drive manual transmission. I wish we still had the C7 Corvette in this range because I would have put it here, but mm-hmm. it's now moved mid-engine and lost its manual transmission. So, in its place for the moment is the upcoming Nissan Z. You want to spend roughly 50 grand okay. and get yourself a sports car, front engine rear dr- rear drive, like it. And then you want to get a Halo car we have a halo car. It's a little bit of a curveball here at our dealership. Okay, we'll sell you happily a Lotus Amira. Delish. So we're we're slinging cars. Slinging we're slinging. I don't slinging have cars. I don't have a name, but I just went through and went. I got everybody. What category are you shopping in? I didn't. I almost included a minivan because there are some decent minivans. But I yeah. think that's the category we're not entertaining. In the same way that Chrysler only sells you a minivan,
1: we will only not <laughs> sell you a right. minivan. Yes. How painful is that? See here at Originus, we have decided <laughs> that we have based our logo <laughs> mm. on Leonardo da Vinci's ability to draw perfect circles. So it's clean. Mm. It's simple. The O theme can be repeated. The O's can. are yes. steering wheels. They're wheels. There's a lot of the vents are all circles. They're <laughs> circles. Yes. They're turbine shapes.
0: I'm looking for you to make the shirt because I mean that make you just as legit as Faraday Future. Make the shirt for Originus. Originus. We'll is, sell it on Blipshift. That's a great idea. And if there enough people wearing it, there'll be more of that shirt than there will be a Faraday Future shirts, which means you'll be more legit than they are with that's less true. expense. I'm just saying.
1: We'll see if you could make it happen. Well, can I take it? About as far as Faraday has, because they've had people dump money into that company. That'd be cool. Because see, here at Originus, we are looking a for in investors, okay. and <laughs> we're going to cover... Well, we need a lot of money because we've got eight platforms to build. And we've got to build a factory. We Somebody's going to gonna a factory. give us a big tax
0: incentive to factory going to be somewhere. just outside of Phoenix in the mm-hmm. desert mm-hmm.
1: because I hear there's a lot of land out there. Yeah. Nevertheless. But, uh, yeah, since, you know, based on Latin, the Latin language. Uh, I'm with you. Discovered well you're Made in Italy, 10,000 B.C., and so Leonardo is Leonardo, <laughs> Italian. And I, I like it. The O. Uh, you went down that really good
0: designer <laughs> rabbit trail. I do like it. It's very good. Yeah, I need to
1: design it. But it's got to be the perfect O. With just the the right touch, it's not just the thin O, but it's mm. it's got to be the perfect.
0: It's the big O. Circle. Family show. Moving on.
1: Got it. Oh yes. man,
0: I want to remind you guys of DriveShare from our friends at Haggerty. DriveShare is a car sharing community that connects renters with the owners of cool cars. We're talking vehicles that elevate any occasion, like a wedding or a special celebration or even a vacation. Or you can just enjoy a dream ride, a car you've always wanted to drive. That's why I put my Lotus Elise on Driveshare,
1: and many people have loved driving it. List your car to earn some extra money knowing you're covered by exceptional insurance and roadside service. Owners and renters can both rest easy and enjoy the ride. Visit Driveshare.com or download the app to rent or list a ride today. Nate K. writes to us. He's listened to a mix of old and new episodes. And Nate works... By plane. Well, he travels for work by plane and drives boring enterprise rental cars twenty weeks a year. So the content Whoa. is extremely appreciated. Wow, Nate, thank you for writing. How many
0: terrible rental cars have you been driving while we've talked about fun cars? And it's just—it's been that thread you've hung on to. I think a lot. That's kind of what I'm reading. Here. Yeah,
1: but Nate, you haven't lived until you've had a base Mitsubishi Lancer from L.A. to San Diego, two hours in that sweaty hot mess of that sounds like so trap.
0: much fun. I'm, <laughs> It's channeling
1: I, yeah. the Evo. You think this is an Evo? It's not. What, seat, what it
0: horrified me was the final generation of the Evo had the seats of the base Lancer in it, and talk about dragging it down with the rest of the brand. You got oh. an, an actual Evo now. And it was like these seats are out of the
1: base one, aren't they? They're terrible. Like the Galant seats were better. Anyway, in the nineties. Anyway, now he's twenty-eight. His wife is twenty-seven. They will not be having children. They have no pets. They have no plans for pets.
0: Right, hang on. I'm stopping you right there. Nate, mm. um, all right. Uh, you don't tell me how long you've been married. <laughs> You're young. You were young. I, um, I, 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 I work very hard to be a good dad. You do a great job, man. I decided to agree with my wife and be a father. Because we got married and we both were just, we were in in alignment, lockstep. We will not be having kids. We got married in our 20s. I remember this. There was a time, (laughs) seven, eight years later, when my wife decided, you know what? Just kidding. I'd really like to be a mom. (laughs) Surprise. Yeah, exactly. Here's a shift. (laughs) Uh, She also really, really, really wanted a pet. So we headed down the road into pets and kids. Now, you're at a place where that doesn't have any bearing on the car we're talking about. But I'm just... I'm floating it out here for you and your wife. You're young; it's early on in your marriage. There may be a day when a window opens, or the sun breaks through, or clouds descend. However, you want, whatever your metaphor is, suddenly we may be having either children or pets or both, and that's okay. I'm just saying. Just this—you have just you've thrown so. it down in this in this it's, email it's like definitive. This, this will not happen. And I'm going. Hmm. Been there. We'll
1: see. Wow. Well, <clears throat> they keep their bank accounts separate, but they do have joint accounts for vacations and furniture, household expenses, utilities, et cetera. Money has never been a strain in their relationship as they're both relatively fiscally responsible. That day has arrived when you wrote to this podcast. <laughs> That's all come to a screeching yeah, halt. That was prior to now. <clears throat> Except I'm wrong. His wife's big hobby is flying Cessna 150s. Love that. Wow though she does have an interest in cars as well. But I love it. You can talk cars and airplanes. That's fantastic. I really like that. I tell you, I know all the pilot jokes. <laughs> Just hanging around my dad. It's great. They have some friends, and on the very rare occasion they ride with them, they utilize their Cadillac ATS 3.6. Okay. They also currently own a 1990 Miata manual, a 2004 Honda Civic work truck. Work truck. Civic built a work truck?
0: Uh, that They use it as a work truck, apparently. Mm. They are, there's not people that own a truck, so the Civic is the
1: truck. I like this. This is good. Okay. They also own a 2003 BMW 325i manual. And finally, a 1989 BMW E30 manual. That
0: is five cars. Five cars. That's
1: what he says we, they currently own. And
0: two are classic BMWs. Mm-hmm. Got it. All right.
1: Well, Nate loves the Miata, as one does. Mm-hmm. He loves going wide open throttle all the time wherever he goes. <laughs> as you can, in that which is what's great about it, for sure, yeah. <laughs> With coilovers and sway bars, it feels as close to a go kart as he thinks is possible. I right. would, you know,
0: here's here's the funny thing, that is a ongoing car journalist cliche: handles like a go kart,
1: handles wow. like it's on rails. It's, oh yeah,
0: the no, see, but that's pretty woman. rifle Not, bolt shifter. He, there, see, there you go. You're doing all the good ones. We could we could keep this going, but we <laughs> really, we really won't. Here's the interesting thing, though, when you get to things like a Miata or also the Lotus Elise. What's interesting is it's so far from what other cars feel like that when you have to describe it to other people, and I I hate to do it, but I do it with the Elise. Most other people that have ever had any interest in driving have probably driven a go-kart and it becomes the discussion point, it becomes the only reference I can give you that gets you close to what this car feels like. So rarely, I would say those are the only two cars on that list, the Miata and the Lotus Elise. You really can't say anything else like, oh, this is like a go-kart. No, it's, it's really nothing like a go-kart. And <laughs> right. frankly, those two cars aren't anything like a go-kart. It's, it's not a good analogy, but I've realized in talking about the Elise and in some cases talking, I mean, you've got a first-gen Miata that you've then tuned to make more hardcore. Yeah. For a lot of people driving your typical SUV or whatever, you've got to bring them to a headspace that is totally different. So I see your go kart thing, even though that's
1: quite overdone. Teutonic build quality. Okay, I'll stop. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nicely done. Well, Nate sold the majority of his cars once COVID started as things were uncertain. But they still have five. So you've sold the majority. Math over here he, he gave us a list of things they got rid of. He it's still has five, not our strong suit yeah, you didn't even tell us which ones you sold other than the fact you have there's this huge list of cars so that means you've sold more than five cars because if that's the majority then
0: he he you has still have owned in cars. his lifetime ten BMW e 30s what he's owned three e36s four e46s Two more 335 BMWs. So he is he is whittled down the fleet to these five, including still two old BMWs. The
1: list includes two fixed roof coupe C5 Corvettes, base C6 Corvette. There's a Honda S2000 on here. There there's there's a Jetta. I mean this, there's he- an 87 RX7 Turbo. There, there's so much stuff on here. It <laughs> he says, Fort, Ford Lightning. Turns out I'm not a performance truck guy. <laughs> An Escalade.
0: <laughs> this is their second Cadillac ATS, by the way, because they love them. They think it's, the, it's peak GM, and it is actually really, really good GM.
1: It's no Malibu, though.
0: It's, it is no Malibu, but it
1: also isn't the price of a Malibu. See, that's the key it's thing. It's true. About, Let me sell you a Malibu. No, I'm not going to do that. <laughs> I'm not going to do that. Two Volvo S70 T5Ms and a Fox Body Notchback Mustang.
0: There's so much on this list. So wow. when he comes back to, I sold the majority of my fleet. I don't even know which of those like ten E thirties were still around. We're left with five cars. But this is where this takes a really bizarre turn. Amazing. Because he he would like to have something new for fun. He'd like it to be as connected as that Miata and E thirty. But he wants it to be faster, and more modern. Now, if you think about the original Miata or the original E thirties, those are cars late eighties, early nineties. Okay, they're they're they're. Their peers, as far as when they came out, around the same time, okay? Those are fantastically analog cars that are very old and very slow if you get into one right now. If you're not <laughs> if you're not ready for it. I mean, you, to get in, you're like, this is like an old car, but it feels so light and amazing. And, oh, this doesn't have power, but I don't care. So his point is he'd like it to be more modern and faster than a Miata or an E30, He'd like to spend less than about 40 grand but here's where this twists and that is he has just been offered the chance to buy a beautiful red mint condition 2007 Z06 Corvette for $36,000. Wow. So that is a C6 Z06 with the big angry motor.
1: Holy moly. He
0: thinks the maintenance that it needs will cost him roughly in the neighborhood of 40,000 uh, of $4,000 which gives him roughly a forty to forty-two thousand dollar car that is a really cool C6 Z06 Corvette. But the thing I think is interesting about this is he's bumped into this car as something he could buy, but it's not a car he's looking for. And it's not even really a car he wants, which
1: starts us into the spiral of what should I get? As a side note, Nate, anybody who is offered a car to buy, it <laughs> seems initially tempting. Mm-hmm. But as you're identifying It might not be the right choice because, A, you're not looking. You're not looking for this Corvette, and you've Mm -hmm. had three of them, according to your list. Yes, two C5s and a C6 base. So you've already had a C6 base, which means you already understand the dynamics of the car. Now, dynamics change with better suspension, Mm -hmm. better chassis tuning, understand. But you've initially felt that recipe. Yes. This is that recipe with more power. And you weren't sad. Your, your note down here on your list, you said you were not sad the day that 06 C6 sold. Mm-hmm. You didn't mind that it went away. And here you're considering this Z06-powered car. And this look, this is the difference between my dad's base
0: C6 and a big old Z06. And those are not the same car. I will admit they're not, that. They're not. But it's not like you drove something completely different, different badge on it, totally different makeup either.
1: Unless you feel like you can flip this car, unless you think oh, that it's worth putting you some money oh, into it yeah, and yeah, you yeah. can make a mm-hmm. little bit of cash on it to mm-hmm. get something you actually want. Okay, I'd approve. If it were a car that you hadn't had before, you'd never experienced and you were offered to it for a I low really price. I really agree with that. yeah, yeah. But yeah. here Nate's had three Corvettes. Mm-hmm. It's not like he doesn't know what they drive like. <laughs> He knows exactly.
0: Where do you keep these cars? I I think your wife has a hanger hanger. with a Cessna 150 and the (laughs) other half of it is just what E30s you own right now.
1: Because Nate goes on to ask about many cars, many ideas. He says he's already got a slow car fast. What about a 987 Cayman? Maybe a punchy turbocharged car with lightning fast paddle shifts. It would be great to have a V8 car with lightning fast paddle shifts. Okay. He wishes Alpha 4Cs were in his budget. They are. Will he take a bath on a Cayman if he buys one now? Probably not.
0: Well, yeah, maybe. <laughs> it's just like, Sorry, I'm trying to... Lightning round. Try, yeah, exactly, yeah.
1: Man, if only manual V8 vantages were $40,000 again. Wouldn't that be cool? And should he settle for the C6Z06? The mm. fact that you wrote that... Settle is the key word in that sentence, isn't it? Yeah, Yeah. Settling. Would he be buying a car different enough from that base C six to impress him? Maybe for about eleven minutes. Well, but the other other question he says about that
0: that C six he says is it such a great deal that passing it up would be crazy?
1: I I
0: think that is a solid price for that car right now. If you had told me somebody was offering it to you for thirty, I'd be like, get it. Okay, agreed. Uh, right around forty grand by the time you're you really are done, it's going to cost you roughly forty grand by the time you buy it and do the maintenance that it needs. Forty grand is roughly C6 Z06 money. It's not like you got the oh, you know what this? You know I'll give it to you for twenty five. Yes, go get it. <laughs> yeah. Plus yeah. this is the upper level of your budget, and I don't think I don't think that car is going
1: further up. That's the other thing about it. I not think either. you're going to buy it, and it's only going to go down. Continuing with the questions, E92 <laughs> M3s look tempting, but will he kick himself when he parks next to a Z06 C6? Also, why aren't F-types depreciating more rapidly? Because everything's going up. Oh, sorry. Yeah. (laughs) Will he be happy with another one of these? Is there a better performance car than one of these? Wow. I like that you're being critical of the possibility here. Agreed. Agreed. I like that you're really running it through filters. Mm -hmm. Because it's easy. You're talking about when
0: somebody offers you a great car, it might not be the right car for you. But all of us as car people, when we think we got the deal, that car got a lot more interesting. I wasn't yes. looking for one of those, but that's a really nice one, and you're only asking that. I have done that so many times. I have walked by a car. Would If you'd asked me yesterday, I couldn't remember what that car looked like, and now I see one in the lot, and it's a dealer. I'm like, wait a minute. Do I need one of those? <laughs> I've done that. We've all done that,
1: and that's what you're doing here. You're like, I was not looking for a C60, but that's a really nice one, and it's a good price. True. Huh. Nate, I'm going to answer your initial question or part of it by my own experience and that's okay. with the 928. Yes. Because this was offered to me and it was a deal yes. and I wasn't done with my first one. Mm, that's key. Nothing you've indicated in your email says that you were done with the first one or that you weren't. That you weren't. He's definitely done with it. He yeah. was definitely done with that platform? Yeah, yeah. Because he wasn't sad the day it went away. Yeah. I wasn't done with my 928 because I lamented the fact I had mm, to sell mm. it and I I wish I still had it to this day. Mm. It was such a great car, such great shape. It was very cool, yeah. And so this one came along, and it was a deal. It was 13 5 The owner knocked it down because, you know, it was the ninth car on the transporter. You and need you to watch our YouTube
0: fix-it piece. You just uh, need to watch it.
1: I the thought there would be piece. some maintenance because I thought, well, then I wasn't ready for the costs of a 928. <laughs> I As think it I'm turns ready out, <laughs> I'm still not. <laughs> still not ready. <laughs> Here's Paul. Mm-hmm. But that happened to me, and I wasn't done with him. And so one's back in my life, and I'm okay with it. But you, you've driven so many cars. You've owned so many of them. You've enjoyed so many kinds of fun cars. It's unbelievable how dense this list is. I'm not even sure you need another one. Mm. Because where does it stop? Where it does the merry-go-round stop? <laughs>
0: Welcome to the disease. It doesn't well, stop. For
1: sure. But I mean stop for a, even a short while. Mm. Even enough to say, this is my, this is my baby. That mm. you know, I really love okay. this car. I'm not talking about get you, getting you a cul-de-sac car, but maybe. Mm. Now, I think you should sell the Cadillac and one of the BMWs. I think they need to go. Interesting. Okay. You've had so many of them and yes, friends jump into the Cadillac with you and you take them to dinner and yay. You can do that with a 325. Hmm. You can do that with either one of your BMWs right now. Interesting. Okay. They've got four four passenger seats. Yeah. 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 Four passengers, take people to dinner.
0: And the thing is, he's talking about forty grand as his absolute top end, but that that seems to be forty grand
1: without selling anything. Mm-hmm.
0: Also selling, noticed, I'm
1: selling some stuff too. Keep going. I've also noticed on this list, not only is it thin on German car ownership, mostly BMWs. I don't see any Porsches on here. I do did notice that. Yes, I don't see any Caymans on here. I don't see 911s. Mm-hmm. Maybe you just don't like them. That's okay. But I think a car that is A large Miata, you'd love. The Miata is great for what it does, but then Mm -hmm. when you want some power, that's why you're sniffing around the Z06. Sure, yeah, yeah. Power. Tempting. Mm -hmm. So the cars for 40 grand that I think you should look at, they're not 40 grand, but you know, it's me. (laughs) Hi. A Supra, the new Nissan Z. Mm. But most of all, I think the GR Corolla Oh, that's interesting. That's unlike anything you've ever driven. True. It's a hatchy, snorty, nasty thing. It's everything we want in a hot hatch. Hot, nasty speed in that thing. There you thing. go. Like it. Very good. You can still take people to dinner. <laughs> With the hair on fire
0: and the tires screaming. Yes. They
1: won't ever let you take them to dinner again. <laughs> that would again. be the last drive. <laughs> but nevertheless, they'll want to ride. They'll want to be your friend. Maybe you'll make more friends owning a Corolla. <laughs> But I like the GR Corolla, not just because of the specs, but because the stance Toyota has taken with it mm. to build one less, to make a market for them, to say this is a very special car, almost a, a cul-de-sac car. Sure, okay. Yeah, quite, yeah, yeah. but almost. Because in the future, what little tiny hot hatches, the snorty, amazing, angry ones will be in our lives? I'm mm. Not saying that this is the last of the last of the last. But it's kind of getting close. Sure, yeah. And even though the internet is totally hot for GR Corolla right now, I think it could be a longer term, more long term car than you think. And I suggest mm. this car because you've got a Miata. You have those bases covered. You've sure. Got all sure. that covered. We don't need a small, lightweight, fun sports car because you have it. Mm. Never get rid of that thing. Always keep that one. Interesting. Okay. Now your list could start to be focused on in each category the cars that you do keep longer. So in the category of four-door hot fun sports cars, what's your miata for that category? The one you won't sell ever. Mm, interesting. All right. Like your Corolla is up there for me. That's good. 40 grand. That's good. He's got yeah, money left
0: over Slunk. probably. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: That's or, very good. You know, some Porsche's if you like, you know, Caymans and the usual <laughs> just Add dollops of Porsche to the recipe. (laughs) Everything's better with
0: a big scoop of Porsche. I understand. Pretty much. That sounds like Paul.
1: Nate, uh, this is really interesting. I
0: like the turns this takes. I, I don't think the Z06 is the answer for you because the big takeaway is your last sentence that you wrote in here to me, and that is, for you, you're saying the bottom line is you want fun, fast, somewhat lightweight, somewhat flashy, and you'd like it to be modern with some performance. And I'm looking at your list of cars you own, and I'm going, okay, some stuff's got to go. Besides this forty grand, some stuff's got to go. And I think- More cars need to be sold. We've started yeah, selling cars, but more you're, need you're to be sold. You're down to five, but guess what? We can still cut some stuff loose. I think- <laughs> it's cut the fat out of there, huh? To to, to the big surprise, because Paul and I are going to differ on this. I think that what goes, I'm looking back at your list here. Okay, the, the Honda Civic Work Truck is a, is a wash, because that, clearly I see how you're using that, so who cares? You like that ATS, so I'm going to leave it. Leave the Cadillac ATS. It's a unique car. You like them. Okay, fine. I'm going to sell the 325i. Great. Because I think, that, you know what? That's, that's a solid BMW. There's nothing remarkable about that car. I mean, it's a manual, but it's a solid BMW. Okay, let's get rid of that. And you know what else I'm going to say? I'm going to say we're going to get rid of that Miata, the 1990 Miata. Scree! And here's why. Because that classic, old-school, low-powered, great-handling that you like in that Miata is mostly overlapped by the BMW E30 manual. And the E30 manual is a more unique car. It is, but it's heavier. It's, but it's not a lot heavier. When you drive one of those, they feel surprisingly light and chuckable and very unique. They're so unique. here's where I'm going because you've said you'd still like to say fun, fast, somewhat lightweight. I'll go to my conclusion car first and then I'll back up through some other crazy options. Cause I have crazy options because I had to sell cars. But I think what you need, Nate, is you need a new Miata. Get a new ND Miata, because then you still have. It's faster. It has performance to back it up. It has right. the modern exotic styling. You want? You really want to go exotic? Exotic? Get the RF in the really good red. That looks exotic in any parking lot. Take that to your local cars and coffee. That thing stands on its own at forty grand all in.
1: Yeah, they're not get, even that.
0: You yeah. get an RF. You are a guy with a history of tuning a Miata to to handle as well as it can you can do that to the nd but you still end up with something that is modern with latest and greatest tech that gets really good gas mileage you can take your wife out in the newest car you own it feels very luxurious in there in spite of the fact it's all the light chuckable fun stuff that you want i think you need a new miata cut the old miata loose interesting that's why i went there now let's say you're not going to do that the Miata's not going anywhere let me run through some other ideas here surprisingly, you said you'd kind of like a paddle shift car. A little surprised, but you have manuals in your life, so okay, we'll we'll entertain that. I'm also looking at that $40,000 budget and realizing where you really want to be is forty five to fifty, which is why I was selling some stuff because that's where the stuff that you're actually looking for right. exists, like the Alpha 4C that you'd kind of like, but you don't want an Alpha 4C. You want an Elise. You want a Lotus Elise.
1: See, that's a cul-de-sac car.
0: That is a cul-de-sac car. That's what car, I'm trying to get into. But you're talking about flashy, exotic, Interesting, some power. It's a Lotus Elise, buddy. And here's the crazy thing: is the bottom of the market now is forty five grand. Is it really? It, I was looking today. As in I your car? Just, I was boggled. Are you serious? The bottom of the market is forty five grand. What kind of mileage are we talking? Uh, if oh, here's the thing, that's like thirty 000 to fifty thousand miles. If you want ten thousand miles, you better bring fifty five. What? Yep. Oh I'm talking God, for an gosh. 5 06. I'm talking early ones. Right. That's like where yours. the that's craziness. So what you really want, if you want to check all these boxes as an Elise, now the 4C is interesting, but I think when we're talking paddle shift, now we do have to introduce the Cayman. Get yourself a Cayman with the PDK. Yes. That is the definitive paddle shift transmission. It is... Paul said this earlier. It is a car unlike anything else you've owned. It also is going to have the luxurious flair and all those kind of things. Now it's not as light as some of the stuff you've pursued, but it's a lot lighter than that C6 CO 6 yeah. which is powerful, but not light or small. Love that. So go, you could go with a Cayman. And then my alt for where I originally went, which was the ND Miata, but I thought of this car because of paddle shift transmissions, something else you could get totally different. Veloster N with the DCT. It's good. A little bit of a hot hatch. card, but I think it's a new Miata for you, my
1: friend. New Miata, huh? Hmm. We do differ on this one. Yep. Yep. We went totally different places. But the good news is, Nate, either way, you'll have a Miata in your life. Exactly right. Yes, new for sure. New or old. Mm-hmm. See, the E30, he's already had 10 of them. 10. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9,
0: but that Ten. tells me if he doesn't keep one, he's going to keep buying them.
1: He'll go into his 11th. That's the thing. I think he keeps the one
0: he's got because clearly that's a car that's under your skin, man. If you don't have one in the garage, in the fleet somewhere, you're just going to buy another one. So keep the one
1: you've got. Hmm. All right, Nate. You've got some more selling and shopping to do. Write yeah, to us, sure. TV at gmail.com. Our friends at Griot's Garage have got a new line of ceramic products to make your car care easier and more satisfying than ever. Start with the new ceramic wash and coat, an ultra slick formula that can be used with either the bucket wash method, which I like, or a foaming sprayer, which I also like, or a cannon, which I also like. We actually
0: take Griot Speed Shine with us on every single shoot. It's the ultimate for quick detailing, and it now has ceramic protection as well. Ceramic Speed Shine maintains a slippery gloss finish in between your main washing and protection days, and they even have ceramic trim wipes for long-lasting
1: protection on plastic trim. Try any of these products or use them as your new wash routine. They are 100% guaranteed, and all their liquid products are made in the USA. Don't forget to use the code EDRIVER when you order at griotsgarage.com. Our audience gets 15% off liquids and 10% off everything else. That's G-R-I-O-T-S. Enjoy the finest quality car care products you can buy at griotsgarage.com.
0: We get questions now and then like this one on Instagram from EMC Peak. I I kind of see where your head's at, but then I start to really... Again, and it hurts my brain you've said you're trying to compare is front wheel drive or rear wheel drive more fun if all things are equal and that's where my head stops because they aren't equal because one's front wheel drive and one's rear wheel drive and so they don't there's no equal <laughs> but what you're trying to say what you're trying to say is if the preferences were the same and you could fit in both the same they roughly weigh the same they roughly have the same power. This is what you're trying to say. Okay, all of those things, other variables are equal. Which is more fun? And I'm going to t- tell you, it's still rear-wheel drive. And that's because you're splitting up the forces. When the front wheels don't have to do anything else, it is so much more interesting to engage. And you can balance the car with the steering wheel and with the throttle Doing different things to different parts of the car. And that is something that just makes rear wheel drive really engaging and fun to play
1: with and master. So, yes, I think it still wins. Brian P he says this could be a quick answer or a topic Tuesday, but he's wondering what our thoughts are regarding California's move to ban all combustion engine vehicles. Well, I will answer that with a Wall Street Journal article by Sean McLean on April 18th, 2022. Writing about Rivian Automotive, whose chief executive, R.J. Scaringe is warning that the auto industry could soon face a shortage of battery supplies for electric vehicles. Mm-hmm. A challenge that he says, I'm reading from the article, that could surpass the current computer chip shortage. Mm. He goes on to say that this chip shortage will be a speck in comparison. He said that it will make the current semiconductor shortage seem like a small appetizer. I don't even think it's just batteries. I think there are lots of bottlenecks
0: in adaptation of a large... I mean, charging infrastructure, all kinds of things are going to bottleneck the process. Yes.
1: And this is just coming from RJ Scrinch. This is just one electric car company. It's just Rivian talking. Who is now ramped up and he's actually building and delivering electric vehicles. Yes. We haven't heard from Elon yet, but nevertheless, what about all the other car companies that are investing and going in the direction only of electric cars, like Audi? Mm Mm-hmm. And they're going to quickly find out the realities of what is taking place. You don't just build something. Mm -hmm. Well, well, let's just make it. Well, there's a lot of realities involved with this. And here's a CEO calling this out, saying the mining, the lithium, the, the ingredients going into that. He says it'll, of course, get better over time. But this is the guy living it.
0: Yeah, yeah, true.
1: Who's got people under him directing what's possible, what's not. And they're coming to him and saying, all right, we've got to cut our capacity. He's even saying in the article he's got to cut his manufacturing capacity by a few percentage points here. He's got a drop down. Mm. Which is not something that car companies want to say or tell their shareholders. Well, that's know. detrimental to their stock price. That's ultimately who they yeah, answer to, yeah. but this is just from one CEO. So, well, the BMW- the point is I think it will change over time. I think it's going to change quickly and very soon. It's something to put a stake in the ground, but I think it's going to change. I think the next 10 years we're going to watch a lot of morphing and changing. It's, it's
0: interesting to watch these grandiose claims, but I think the reality is going to hurt quite a bit. And the BMW CEO just said this week that he thinks that it's a bad move for car makers to lean entirely into EVs. He said he thinks that dual development of cars, both internal combustion and electrics, that both are necessary going forward because there's, there's just no way, to, to what you're talking about, these bottlenecks can be surmounted
1: that we can all just jump EV and it'll all be fine. I mean, these are the problems that are coming. Which is a little bit different messaging than what BMW has recently said about introducing 25 or 30 new models within the next five years or a short period yeah, of time. everybody's I'm, I'm jumping in the pool that, big time. That seems like a backpedaling or just a, let's hold off on making such a big commitment. From BMW, at least.
0: But I I think the the key thing is everybody's saying how many models they're going to come out with, but there's a few companies, Volvo being a great example, that are just going, it's all going to be electric. It's all going to be electric. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. uh, there's a nuance that's still coming here. There's a lot of stuff that still has
1: to get shaken out. Indeed. Dartman 44 says, Why do we live driving so much while others don't? (laughs) Do you think we're just born with it, or can it be learned? I think it can definitely be learned. I agree. Like you've mentioned with Tesla, suddenly there's... People who are totally enthusiastic about cars. Welcome. That's awesome. They've never appealed to you before, but now because you have a Tesla, you're into cars? Great. Mm. That absolutely is to be recognized and acknowledged. I love it. We say it at the top of the podcast. I really do think
0: that everybody out there could be interested in cars if they had a great one and a great car experience in a great car. But the average person, their entire car experience is, oh, I need to drive now. Oh, I got to get a license. Oh, I have to sit in traffic. Mm-hmm. That's been their car experience. And you know what? If that was my car experience, I don't want to do it either. Yeah. But right. we've had the opportunity to branch out and do other things. I mean, back to the origin of the show. It's why we have these cars of the past. The thing that was revolutionary for me was buying that 300 ZX, which had always kind of gone like, wouldn't it be cool? Bought an automatic non-turbo, but now I was taking 150, 200 mile drives on the weekend because I wanted to be in that car on a fun road. That changed literally the course of my life. That's craziness. (laughs) It's cool to think about. Hades Abadira on Instagram reached out and said he actually sent us a message. And so I have to to circle back and find the message on Instagram. It's kind of a weird way to do this, but that's okay. All right. We got here. He's buying a GR86 manual transmission premium, which is very cool. He's asking us color questions. Oh, he's saying, would we get the halo white or the pavement gray? Mm-hmm. No white, no white over here. This show's not a big fan of white. Nope. We're not a big fan of white. I, the pavement gray is okay. I would, I would say he said he hasn't ever seen any of them in person. That's why he's asking us our opinion. Uh, look, we're not big fans of monochromatic colors. So I will admit that bias on our part. I understand also that a lot of the Japanese cars have a history in white Japanese little sports cars have a history. in Certainly the I get that. I totally understand. So you look, may want to go white. are all white. May want to go white for that reason. I get that yeah. as well. Watch our original 86 piece. And we went to the product launch because they have, look, I realize you're not there, but you can at least see all of the colors in line together with the exception of the really cool Neptune blue that we got. So you can see it all in comparison. I think your play is pavement gray, but that's also because I'm not a fan of white, but I don't really like either of those. You got to go with what you like though. And I'm curious, which one, which one do you want to walk up to? Honestly, would you want to walk up to a white car or a gray car? Which is the one that you kind of think is more interesting to you? Also, I realize I'm a weird guy on this, but the premium one's going to come with the black wheels. Mm-hmm. Are you going to stay with the
1: black wheels? Are you going to change the wheels? If so, to what kind of wheel Thank and which you. color would that look good with? Thank you. That is the saving grace. For either color, the big differentiator is wheels. Mm-hmm. You can change the overall feel of that car, even white. Imagine a white car with gold or bronze wheels. Yeah. Look cool. Kind of flashy, but still looks good. Yeah. 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 This same thing. They look good on almost every color, which is crazy. Bronze wheels look so good.
0: <laughs> you're so about it. I mean, I'm I know so we did it on already yeah. six, but you're so, just about so it just looks so
1: good, but that is your saving grace right there to change your wheel color. Even if it's a slightly different finish, a polished aluminum or something that really sets it off. Yeah. Just don't mm. leave the black wheels on there. The black
0: just mute. They. I, I'm not a guy that likes black wheels. I will admit that first off. But something about this car, the, the black wheels seem to mute the styling. Mm-hmm. It's really interesting. Reed. I am not Sean Clark, which, hi, Sean. He says, what do we think about used car EV values? Are they ever going to normalize? He said, look, if, you, if you're looking at an EV, a used EV, anything but a Tesla, the value plummets. Is this ever going to, to settle and they're going to drop at a normal rate versus falling off a cliff? And I don't think so. Unless, unless you have a situation like uh, there's not enough supply, but you live in California and you have to drive one, then that could drive the demand back up. But the, But the problem with EVs is they are so tech-based, we are tying a car's value to the same kind of fast-moving technology that has made computers and phones and all of this kind of tech fall off a cliff. Mm. They're becoming mm. more about the latest and greatest tech, which 18 months from now has Duplicated, duplicated, duplicated in, in its speed, and now it feels like old tech. Now, the over-the-air updates will help that. I know Tesla pioneered others are doing it. But
1: at some point, they're so tied to tech. As tech moves on, nobody wants them anymore. MattGare82 says, Is there any classic car with a beautiful design which would nearly comply with current crash regulation standards to the point that a manufacturer could possibly bring back a new version of the model with sufficient success? Isn't that the new Z? Based on, th- based, <laughs> on the 370,
0: based on the three hundred and seventy, based on the three hundred and fifty. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Let's see. The three hundred and fifty was two thousand three. I mean, if so we go back to the two twenty years 80. of crash testing, we're lingering on.
1: Okay, I see it. That, <laughs> I, that does work. I think no, there would have to be drastic changes to the point where a lot of the design integrity and the things that we love about them would be lost. Because think of just safety and t- safety regulations alone. I'm thinking about a pillars. A pillars are yeah. very thin and classic cars. Amazing. Now they've got airbags and speakers in them. Yeah, for sure. Things like that. So I, I think it would be it would be tough to compromise it in the least and most minimal way so it's true to the original enough that it has that spirit of the car mm-hmm. versus you know, here's what we had to do to make it worthy. Yeah. Tech yeah, standpoint. You know, the amount of wiring and and wiring harnesses that you have to add, the amount of airbags, and of course the crash standards themselves, those have been updated over time, whereas those classic cars haven't been. Main thing is the A-pillar and where it drops to the firewall. Mm -hmm. It's the most expensive part on a car to build because it carries and holds all the HVAC stuff, all the electronics, and this is what protects the passenger compartment. You're reminding me, this is what
0: killed the Lotus Elise, which kept being sold in Europe, by the way, until about six months ago, okay? I mean, yeah. really recently, because it didn't meet the crash st- standards that were being changed around it, and Lotus said, yeah, we can't make it do that. That was as of 2010, yeah. a car they've been making yeah. for over a decade already, so that that is very much... Current, if you want to think of it that way. Jay Brent Official says, best mods no one thinks of first. You brought up the first one I was going to say, which is tires followed by yep. brake upgrade, including higher temperature fluid. If you're ever going to drive the car really hard, get uh, better brakes, tires, talk to our friends over at Power Stop. All of these things are important that are no one thinks of first. And then he said, mods everyone starts with that might not even be necessary, much less first. Cold air intakes. Everybody's got to put an intake on their car, and sometimes it helps. Sometimes, but most of the time, it's kind of a wash. You got a cool (laughs) looking air intake, but it. Everybody's like, I got to put an intake on this.
1: To do what? It
0: doesn't really help much.
1: (laughs) But okay. Yeah, for sure. Well, guys, thank you for all your questions. Really appreciate all your topic Tuesdays, your car conclusions, most of all your car debates. Look forward to hearing from you. Cheers, everyone.